And uh, for those who've been here at PCF for the weeks leading up to Christmas, you know that we've been doing a, a series called Following the Star. And we're up to the point in uh, the Christmas story of the part the wise men uh, happen to play. So I want to read that to you. It kind of picks up where uh, our last reader left off. And it's found in Matthew chapter 2, uh, beginning in chapter 2, verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. O you, O Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me, so that I too may go and worship him. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them all the way to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Everyone here tonight, I'm quite sure, is familiar with the wise men. That little clip that I just showed, just so that everybody doesn't walk away from here tonight, that, that wasn't biblical, right? <laughs> that, 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 that probably likely didn't happen. Uh, that was an embellishment there of the story. But I'm sure almost everyone here tonight has heard of these wise men. Some call, have called them kings, others magi, but they're all one and the same. But as we come here tonight, I'm, I'm not convinced that maybe all of you know the significance of the part that they played. We're not told exactly how many of them there were. We usually land on the number three because of the number of gifts that were brought to Jesus. We are told that they came from the east. And in this case, east means east of Israel. In fact, it's suggested that they quite likely came from the area we still call the Middle East today, countries such as Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, southern Turkey, northern Assyria. 
But it would be helpful for us to understand tonight why these particular wise men came to worship Jesus. You see, in order to understand why they made that journey, you've got to go back about 600 years to the time of a man by the name of Daniel. Daniel, you've probably heard of him. He's a primary character in the Bible. He's the lions in the, the den of lions guy and uh, some other things about his life. But Daniel was born among the noble of Israel. Things looked pretty good for Daniel in Israel. His future looked bright. But that all changed the moment that the Babylonians decided to take Israel captive. They took all the people of Israel and brought them over to the area where the Babylon Empire was. Daniel would have now found himself completely out of his comfort zone, living in a land of foreign people and foreign gods and much different than what he was familiar with. In fact, we may even come to the conclusion that Daniel and the people of Israel felt forsaken by God, but it's important to note that Daniel never for forsook God. Without going into all the details of his life story, God used Daniel in a most powerful way that in the end, he ended up not only being one of the wise men in Babylon, he ended up becoming the chief wise men in the Babylonian empire. In those days, wise men were gifted scholars. They were scientists of sorts. They had a prophetic bent about them, meaning that they saw some things that maybe others didn't see. And they were astute observers of the sky. Now, it's thought that these wise men that would have come to worship the Messiah, to worship Jesus in Bethlehem, were actually prodigies that started with the influence of Daniel in Babylon. It, it kind of goes like this. When Daniel was brought into captivity in Babylon, they brought, the Jews brought with them their God. They brought with them their scriptures. And because of Daniel's incredible influence in Babylon, that influence of scripture took hold. It found, it found a home there in a most unlikely place of Babylon. And obviously, Daniel didn't live for 600 years, so others after Daniel would have picked up the baton of the Hebrew Scriptures, of prophecy in the Hebrew Scriptures, and passed that along to the succeeding generations in Babylon, to the point that 600 years later, we come to this moment in time where some wise men of that day were still studying the scriptures, still focusing on the God of Israel to such a point that they ended up making the travel some 1,600 miles from the area of Babylon 
to, to Jerusalem and Bethlehem in Israel. One such scripture that they quite likely had been focusing on all those many years was, is found in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, where we read this, a prophetic verse about the coming of the Messiah. Listen to what it says. A star will come out of Jacob and a scepter will rise out of Israel. For 600 years, that verse and others that pointed towards the coming of a Messiah were lodged in the hearts and minds of some still in Babylon. When we read the story of the wise men, there are three things that I want to leave you with tonight. Three things for us to think about as we move forward in our lives. The first thing I want you to draw your attention to is the wise men knew and paid attention to God's word. The, I'm going to say it again. The wise men knew and paid attention to God's word. As we've been making our way through the, our series leading up to Christmas, we have seen that each character in the Christmas story knew God's word. They were familiar with what scripture had to say. Thanks to Daniel's influence many years before and the faithfulness of others after him, these wise men that we're talking about again tonight were schooled in what God's word had to say. Because they knew God's word, they were able to play a part in God's divine drama of bringing his son to earth. If they would not have known the word, we wouldn't be here talking about them tonight. Not only did they know the word, not only did they, not only were they uh, students of it, but because they knew the word, it ended up leading them to worship this newborn king. I read it to you earlier. It said they followed the star all the way to where Mary and the baby was, and then they bowed down and worshipped him. Foreigners, not Israelites, but foreigners coming from afar, making a trek all the way to Jerusalem for the express purpose of worshiping him. Their knowledge of the word led to their worship of him. That's the first thing that I see about these wise men. The second thing is that somehow, some way, they understood that God was speaking to them by this, through this brilliant star. There was something about this supernatural star that spoke to them. They knew that it was a holy moment in time. Now, some have suggested that this star <clears throat> had to have shone 
for a number of months. It couldn't have just like showed up one night and then that was the end of it. It had to have come on the scene in such a way that they understood there was something prophetic happening. There was something world-changing taking place. And that star, if it, if it, if it took them uh, months to get there, that star, God held that star in place long enough for them to arrive in Bethlehem. There was something about it that bore witness in their spirit that the time had come for the long-awaited Messiah, King of Israel, to be born. Tonight, I'd like to suggest to you and I that, the, that we should also be leaning in, leaning in with our lives to hear what God would be saying to us. But in order to do that, in order to do that, we must look up, not down. We spend much of our days looking down and around rather than looking up. Listen to how, what the Bible exhorts us to do. Psalm 123.1 says, lift up your eyes to the one that is enthroned in the heavens. I love this verse. This is actually taken right out of the time period where Daniel was having immense influence in Babylon. This is what it says about King Nebuchadnezzar, the one who was ruling during that time. This is what it says. Listen, I, this is Nebuchadnezzar's testimony. It says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven and my reason returned. If you know the story about Nebuchadnezzar, he went a little AWOL mentally for a while. He, he went, went crazy. But at the moment he turned his eyes to the God of gods, it's, he says, my reason returned. You know, if you and I spend our days only focusing on what's going on down here, we're likely going to miss what God's doing. We must, in our day, just like those wise men of old, lean into what God's Word has to say, but lean into what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us in these days. We must. We must do that. The star was shining for everyone to see, but apparently not everyone saw it. In the words of an old Christmas hymn, do you see what I see? We must be attentive to the voice of God in our lives. And that brings me to my final point. Point number three for these wise men, when the circumstances had aligned themselves in such a way that they knew God was up to something, they took action and stepped out in faith. They stepped out in faith. They stepped out in faith. They didn't know exactly what they were going to find at the end of that star. They stepped out 
in faith. They didn't have they didn't have the rest of the story that you and I have. They stepped out in faith. They followed God 1600 miles by faith. The star drew their attention to something. They connected that with what the word of God had spoken. And once they saw those things lining up, they stepped out in faith. If they would have not stepped out in faith, if they wouldn't have got on their camels and rode the approximate 16 miles to see and worship this newborn king of the Jews, we wouldn't be talking about them tonight. They could have said, wow, God must be up to something. He must be doing something. That's great. And then went back to their business as usual. But they didn't. They loaded up their posse. They got all of their goods. You know, it takes a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, a few months journey. It takes a lot of stuff to pull that off. There were no McDonald's on the way. There no Happy Meals for them here and there. They said, God, we know you're up to something. We know that something is happening here and we want to be a part of it. In order to do that, instead of staying home, instead of staying in their comfort zone, they took a risk. These wise men took a risk. And they said, you know what? We, we believe. We believe God is up to something here and we are going to follow the star. We are going to start out and see what God is doing. Jesus said, Jesus said something very interesting about wise men. He said, you know, there's wise men and there's foolish men. And I don't know, you can go back and read that story for yourself. It's in Matthew chapter 7. He said, the difference between a wise person and a foolish person is they put my word into practice. The wise man takes my word and puts it into practice. Tonight, I want us to leave here ready to follow in the footsteps of the wise men. Let's be like them in terms of paying attention to God's word. In order to pay attention to God's word, it would be first helpful to open it up and read it. You can't pay attention to something you don't give yourself to. Like those wise men, we need to pay attention to God's word. Uh, secondly, we, like them, need to keep our eyes and our ears open to what God is up to. You know, I, let me let you in on a little secret here tonight. God is doing stuff even in our day. You think, no, God is silent. It's not, there's nothing. I'm telling you, God is doing things in our time. 
in our day. We must lean into that. We must, we must pursue the voice of God for our day and for our time. And then when we sense like, yes, God, I see it. I see you're, you're up to something. Like those wise men, you and I, rather than stay home, need to step out in faith and follow the star. If we do, it will lead us to, be, to play a part in the drama of history in terms of what God is doing in our day. Every once in a while, you will still see a bumper sticker on a car that says this, wise men still seek him. Have you ever seen that one before? Once in a while, it's, it's from days gone by, but once in a great while, you'll still see that. Tonight, I want to say to you, wise men today still follow the star. We're still, we're, we've, we've got our hearts oriented and pointed towards God. And we're saying, God, We want to see you do something in our day that is moving your purposes and plans forward and we want to be a part of that. Still following the star. I want to pray with you tonight before we close our service out with the lighting of the candles and things. I just want to pray that God would even though we've had a little blip here in the radar we, with the storm a week ago, and, you know, it was, I think it was a, a week ago tonight that was nasty. It, 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 things had changed from rain to, to snow, and then it got cold, and it was nasty. Lord, tonight we are here for you. We are here out of religious duty, we're not here as a, uh, uh, you know, trying to score brownie points with you. We are here tonight because like those wise men of old, we would like to see ourselves, Lord, as some of your wise people on the earth today. We're here because we're hungry for you to do what you're what you're going to do in the earth today, and we're hungry to be a part of it. So tonight, Lord, I pray that you would cause us to spend time with you in your word, allowing it to bring light to our hearts. I pray that each one of us uh, would be, become particularly aware of your voice in our lives. We would give ear to your voice. And Lord, when we sense through your word and your voice, Lord, that you are calling us to whatever, Lord, I pray that we will have the same kind of risky faith 
that those wise men of old had to step out, to step out of our comfort zones and into the adventure that you called each and every one of us to. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.